to Bubble Wrap, recapping Thursday, August 6th from Disney World. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube and all of you podcast listeners on the Athletic Network, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your No Dunks classics. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm J.E. Skeets and joining us, as always, we got Tass Millis. Happy midpoint of the seating games, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> we also got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Heyo! Hey! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. And last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Thank you so much for joining us tonight here, late on Thursday. Hopefully you guys already downloaded and listened to the Beach Steppin' podcast. We had a blast on that one. Lee went for about 15 minutes talking lice. And for whatever reason, <laughs> it was entertaining. So go check that one out. I haven't heard from Matty O yet. I don't oh, think Matty O's man. listened to the podcast yet. He hasn't texted uh, me yet. I, I, you know, uh, I can just imagine how much anxiety he had uh, when he heard that last week. And I want to say, Matt, you know, next time you travel on a plane... Take your own little headdress because apparently that's also a uh, a breeding ground for lice on aeroplane. Yeah, yeah. uh, Lice facts right off the top. (laughs) That'll freak him out, won't it? (laughs) He's never gonna fly again. Ever. I know. know. (laughs) And I think he's gonna point out. He's gonna. He's gonna really focus in on the fact that you said. Little headrest. He's not going <laughs> to oh, 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 oh. Well, he actually has less of a chance then to contract the lights. He has a smaller uh, head in theory. Yeah, but, but, you know, look, listen, Matt. The other thing is he goes to the barber every five minutes. They would have discovered the lice if he had them as well because his hair is short enough. So, <laughs> discovered. you know, they would have they said, oh, what's that in your hair? You know, but they never did. So uh, he's clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say one thing after listening back to Beach Steppin' today. You talked about Lee like... I mean, the likelihood of me giving it to you, even if I did have it coming into the office, like, we're just sitting in our chairs. We're not, like, really sharing hats or anything like that. <laughs> but, but, I remember specifically, Tess, Trey, JD, back me up. Matteo lying down on that weird couch we had in our office. And Leelis also lying down on that weird couch yeah, that yeah. we had in right. our office. Yeah. So that's yeah. where it could have been uh, transferred, Lee. Yeah, it certainly could have. It could have happened. <laughs> it certainly, uh, there's no, no doubt. But I think, um, I think in that sense, though, really what you needed was like for me to have a big outbreak and to leave them on the cushion. Uh, and then he would have had to lie there for a while to absorb them up there, and that wouldn't have happened. It would have been more likely to, uh, you know, a close interaction, and they jump from hair to hair. Oh, uh, if if I ever had it that bad, but um, <laughs> you don't think you did? Probably not. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely gave lice to Matteo. I'm going with that for sure. Um, all right, guys, tonight. We're going to play a, a game that we have not done in a long time. We're firing up an old segment called How Worried Are You? And uh, for those that remember, it's pretty straightforward. We determine just how worried we all are about specific teams, players, and games really after tonight, Thursday, down from the bubble. And to make things easier, we actually have a brand new worried scale. And Lice is in the mix here, uh, complete with five <laughs> levels from little worry to extreme worry. Okay, guys, level one on the worry scale. JD, Pro Tools doesn't work. The No Dunks podcast <laughs> is going up late. Okay? That's level one. Not not the biggest deal. Whatever. Who cares, right? Sure. I mean, it's a big worry for me. 
that's a that's a level five for it's you. Level, level five level for you. For you went straight yeah. to the top with that one. I don't know how no, you're no. gonna make it worse. Oh, it gets worse. Level two. You see a fan sign immediately after stopping to walk up Heartbreak Hill during the Boston Marathon. Okay, that's a bit of a concern. That's a bit of a worry. Like, you know, you think you're a bit of a champion. Look at me. I'm running the Boston Marathon. Oh, God, I'm dying. I got to stop and walk up this hill. Oh, no, there's a starters fan or a no-dugs fan. That's not good. That's level two. Level three, you're sharing a hotel bed with a young and possibly leaky Trey Kirby. (laughs) I'm a thirsty guy. <laughs> I'm like Fuller and Home Alone. Easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, getting a little more extreme here, JD. That's a lot worse than yeah. Pro Tools yeah, not you're working. Right. You're right. Trey Kirby might make your bed a water bed, okay? <laughs> Level four, your coworker, Lee Ellis. He's got an itchy head on a Sunday, and the lice ladies are closed. <laughs> and level five, it gets worse than that, because I think Tass took us to the next level. You got a softball game to play. You've been drinking nothing but coconut beers for five days straight at a bachelor party weekend, or week, really, and there's a strong possibility you're going to break your femur rounding third base. Yeah, your bones are are brittle because of the kokanee. That's level five because you're going to break your leg and, yeah, you know, be hung up all summer for six months in a cast or not walking. Okay, those are the levels, guys. And our first one is, how worried are you, if you're the Lakers, who lose tonight to the Rockets, of drawing the Blazers, who, of course, won in the first round? Tass, those levels, Pro Tools going down. Uh-oh, you stopped running in a marathon. You saw a fan sign. You're sharing a hotel bed with Trey. Lee has lice. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to break your femur playing softball. How worried are you if you're the Lakers right now of seeing the Lakers in the, or the Blazers Excuse me, in the first round? I'm going to go number two. Never run a marathon. Don't know how this feels, but I, I think this is the right level. Uh, and I'm going to combine it with the fact that just the current state, I guess, of the Los Angeles Lakers because... This is the worst it could have gone for the Lakers coming into the bubble, you know, without having actually had an, a big injury happen to them. Okay, without an injury occurring, I think this is this is basically as bad as it gets. Their best player, who's thirty-five years old, has a nagging groin injury that took him out of last season. It's been bothering him for a couple of years, and they're not shooting the ball all that well. And they've got the Blazers, the best of all those teams. Mm-hmm. The most established, the most experienced, lining up to face them in the first round. And so they're not shooting the ball all that well. They're not feeling good. Their best player's not feeling good. And then they're going to get this team who's got an incredible backcourt. Avery Bradley would be the guy who would be put on to Damian Lillard, but he's not in the bubble. So they're missing a, a point guard to, to a point guard stopper, the best guy that they have. And, uh, you know, those Blazers, they're not a nice, light, first-round snack. Just, Mm -hmm. they're not. But, all that being said, it's only a two because they are the Lakers. And it is Anthony Davis and LeBron. And none of those teams should be a problem down there. But it may come back to bite them in round two and three when they've had to scrap out against a Blazers team. And you see LeBron has a bit of an issue. I don't think they're making this up. I think that he is 35. I think we do have to remember that. And You don't think this was purely rest and they just threw on a groin injury? 
You don't think so at all? No, no, because he said something post-game last game, and he hasn't played all that well. He, he's, he said there's something off the court, and I guess mm-hmm. he's referring to his groin. And Anthony Davis, you know, banged a hip tonight. Uh, they're not hitting shots. And, uh, yeah, I don't think LeBron is – I just – I don't think he would – he he would lie about that number one. Number two, it has been bothering him for a couple of years. This is this is fairly chronic. I, would, I guess chronic is too strong a word, but it's around. So right. two two is still the right level, though. You know, there, no one's got lice at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Le- LeBron doesn't clean. have lice in his beard. That's a good thing. Uh, mm. But yeah, what do you think, Lee? I mean, Lillard going for um, 11 three pointers tonight, 45 points in the big win over the Nuggets. Um, after struggling to shoot the ball a little bit in Disney World and Lakers. Yeah, I mean, that was not an inspiring game, I would say, yeah. again, versus the Rockets. But are you with Tass, like, level two? You know, are you around that? Like, okay, if they draw the Blazers in the first round, that'll be a bit of a fight. It won't be easy, but you think they could still beat them? Or, or is there cause for concern? Oh, there's no real cause for concern because it's it's LeBron. You know, he's probably just going to take his uh, take his time now coming up to the to the playoffs. They've, they've uh, taken home the number one seat. They've locked that up, so... LeBron right now knows he doesn't have to exert too much energy, and, and he took tonight off again, whether rest or caution, precautionary, probably a little bit of both. Um, and the Lakers haven't been playing all that well right now. But again, it's LeBron. He doesn't need to be playing all that well right now. He, he'll kick it up a notch in that first round. And you can look at it one of two ways. You can say the Blazers are a great uh, first up matchup for the Lakers because it's yeah. going to be tough. It's not yeah. going to be a sweep. You know, if, you, if you've played the Grizzlies, or, or uh, you know, let's say the Pelicans or the Suns. I feel that's more the Lakers are just going to, they're going to blow by them. But with Lillard and McCollum, that's a tough matchup. And you look at Nurkic and, and Hassan Whiteside and Zach Collins. Now, those guys aren't great, but they're big, long bodies. So at least they can sort of help, um, you know, contest uh, with Anthony Davis, you know, and, and Dwight Howard. So they've got matchup in terms of like size of bodies and, and, and things that are going to make the Lakers work. But uh, ultimately, I think when LeBron decides to flip that switch and he's going to get now, you know, a week or 10 days to get himself right, how many times are we going to see him in these in these final few games? Probably not all that much, to be honest. I mean, I think we'll probably see him maybe two more games, maybe not even that, um, if he's not feeling 100%. But playoff LeBron is uh, something we've seen so many times over the years that it, it's crazy to doubt it now, um, unless the injury is way more significant than they're letting on right now. But I don't think they are. I think it's more just... He's probably got a little bit of conditioning because he's been away playing those first couple of games. It's maybe flared up and he's like, I'm just going to sit this one out. But uh, the Lakers, I don't think, will sweep the Blazers at all. Um, but There's I, no way. No, I don't think but, there's any chance they would. But I, I also don't see the Blazers taking it to seven, though, either. I, I think... Uh, I don't know. These Blazers are looking tough, Lee. For the first time, it feels like Damian Lillard doesn't have to do every single thing. Like him and CJ don't have to play exceedingly well every single night for them to have a chance to win. And then when Dame has an incredible game, the Blazers look even better. Uh, Their team is the most complete they've been. You know, Nurkic brings so much more to the table. Having Melo there as, you know, a third, sometimes a fourth scorer. And Gary Trent, man, another great game for Gary Trent. 27, seven threes. And, you know, he's just playing with incredible confidence right now. Uh, I I wouldn't take uh, the Blazers over the Lakers, but I wouldn't be shocked to see it go to seven games. I mean, if Lillard catches a hot streak, if... CJ catches a hot streak. That team is going to be so tough to beat. The, um, yeah, because they're not they're not an eighth seed. It's only because of this weird situation that they're an eighth seed or a possible eighth seed. I mean, they're a ninth seed, I guess, still technically, right? Um, 
they <laughs> they got four months off to get their whole team back. Is my point? Like this is. I mean, if if they're fully healthy the whole year, Lee. Yeah. I think you expect the Blazers to be better than where they oh, are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, then yeah. that's that's a tough that's a tough draw right. for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing is, is how deep is their bench really? Because Trent has been playing well, no doubt about it. And then Anthony Simons played a handful of minutes in Whiteside, but that's really all that Terry Stotts used. Now in the playoffs, you know, coaches tend to go, uh, you know, with a shorter rotation. But Lillard played. 41 minutes tonight. McCollum played 40. Like he'll he'll do that every night in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I know, but uh, it's that that uh, that's where I'm a little bit worried though. Whether or not someone like Gary Trent can give them that same production in the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. he can, maybe he can't. Sure. I mean, he's definitely been shooting the ball really, really well. But it's like it's a whole different story when it's playoffs. Even though this uh, environment is different. But the other question is, how long does the starters bump last for? Because Gary Trent Jr. was, I think, the uh, best player of that game we did. In Vegas, in summer league, remember he hit the four threes and uh, interviewed him after the game. So, okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. Did you interview him after the game? Did yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I didn't even remember tip. that part. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Call the lice ladies. <laughs> uh, the Blazers got to get in first. Let's. let's yeah. They they do have some uh, tough games coming. They got a back to back with the Clippers and Sixers this weekend. I do like the uh, the thing that Charles Barkley brought up on the broadcast. He said the Clippers is going to sit guys on Saturday, so the Lakers have a tougher matchup. Yeah. If Portland wins makes a lot of sense. The Clippers are already starting to sit guys. Denver's sitting guys. You, you're going to see this yeah. back half of the seeding games. A lot of teams sitting guys. But uh, you know, I like the matchup for the Lakers is. The guards are a problem, uh, but the bigs, I think it actually helps them because outside of LeBron and AD, we've talked about Danny Green and, and Kyle Kuzma and who they're going to play. At least with Nurkic, you know that you're going to have to play McGee or Dwight, and that's they've got those bodies, and now you don't have a questionable guy like Deion Waiters or J.R. Smith coming off the bench and potentially screwing things up for you. So that's like a, a nice little weird mm-hmm. thing. And we, even though their best lineup is going to be end of game AD at the five, but it's friggin' interesting. It's totally right. They're not uh, this ninth seed. Uh, undoubtedly they're, they're a better yeah. team and that they may have ended up the eight seed anyway, because uh, they're a slow starting team and there's a big gap between seven and eight right now. But yeah, pumped, pumped that they have put this thing together. They are absolutely on a run at the exact right time. So yeah, this is, this is drama. This is, this is scintillating stuff. Isn't it hilarious too? Aren't they the only team that voted against this whole idea? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, Lee, you were saying this and I agree with you because I've said it multiple times. I actually, if I'm a Lakers fan, I love the idea of being challenged early on. I think a guy, a team, excuse me, that is like, has title aspirations, I think it's generally better to be sort of punched in the face early on. It's a bit of a wake-up call. Now, this whole bubble thing is completely different than, of course, years past, but I like if you get tested in a couple games early in the first round. Maybe it goes to six, um, and maybe the Blazers put up what should be a great fight. I think they take a game or two. No problem with the way they're playing right now Mm -hmm. against the Lakers. That's good, though. I think that's yeah. actually oh, yeah. good yeah. for your eventual run to maybe a championship. So maybe it, it's a blessing in disguise. But man, I think, I don't know. If it started tomorrow, let's say, and it was the Blazers in the eight seed and the Lakers won, I think you would see a lot of people picking the Blazers 
Is that far-fetched, Trey? I know, I mean, of course, there's a lot of Lakers fans, but I mean, I feel like a lot of pundits could talk themselves picking, into taking picking the Blazers. Picking them, picking them. Okay, I think you're saying you would, a seven? Okay. You would see a whole bunch of uh, Lakers in seven picks, okay. you know? Okay. The ultimate hedge. It could go either way, but I'm ultimately <laughs> going with the Lakers. No doubt that's where I would be. Gotta look smart when it all comes down to the graphics. The ultimate hedge. That's a good <laughs> yeah. way to put it. Okay, it'd be a hell of a series, and uh, they are playing well, and you're right. I mean, it's just a different beast when Gary Trent Jr. is hitting all these threes. And and I heard Brian Windhorst say this on his podcast today. We could have, which is pretty wild to think, a Mello versus LeBron series here. <laughs> and Mello might be matched up on LeBron. Um, decent amount of time in, in a potential series. I mean, they played once when it was the Knicks and the Heat. Uh, I think yeah, yeah. the Heat won that in five, right? I, I, if, I, if I remember correctly. Knicks correct. was five, yeah. That yeah. was the Amari yeah. Stadamai year, wasn't it? I don't know. It's a pretty yeah. funny little, uh, little yeah. anecdote there that they could play again in the Western Conference. And I did. Yeah, Mellow's? I did forget. To, I was going to bring up that point. Yeah. That's why the Lakers are going to smash. I mean, that is that is a problem. Melo's going to try and guard. They don't really have anybody else. It, it, it has it's to a, be Melo, yeah. yeah. It's a big problem. It could be. All right, let's keep it going here. Trey, you get us started. How worried are you on, again, our scale of 1 to 5? I won't go through it again. But um, of the Grizzlies or the Pelicans losing their Mega Bowl spot, to the undefeated Phoenix Suns. Yes, the Suns beat the Pacers today. It's only the Suns and the Raptors, the only undefeated teams left in the bubble. How worried are you if you're the Grizzlies or the Pelicans of losing that ultimate spot? I got a lot of hair, and it's really <laughs> itchy, really itchy. I'm licensing this one up for sure. Because, Level four. Oh, no doubt about it. The Suns are balling right now, 4-0. and I saw on Twitter... Decided not to fact check it, but I'm going to roll with it anyways. Is this the first time Devin Booker has won four straight games in his career? Oh, maybe, yeah. Wow. It seems well, so thing. legit that, yeah. it had, that it had to be true, but yeah. they look so was, good. I think they did a couple of years ago. I think since like 2018. Or maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? They, they look incredible. Go on. Look, I'll, fa- I'll check yeah. the fact check. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They look so good. I would say, I mean... It almost seems perfunctory at this point, but like, sorry to the Grizzlies. It seems like they're done right now. They're playing so poorly. They've sustained this injury, and it just seems like it's going to be very tough for them to get their momentum back. Who knows with the Pelicans? They've been very up and down so far, but to me, it's all about how well the Suns have been playing. Booker looks like Leah's been saying, like a superstar, like a franchise-leading kind of player. DeAndre Ayton seems to be growing by the game, contributing oh, on both ends, running the court, looking like an incredible big man. And Mikhail Bridges is a lockdown kind of defender. He actually put the clamps on TJ Warren to the point where now people are saying Devin Booker is the bubble boy. Just taking it from TJ Warren like that. You know, you hit a game winner and then you beat him in the next game. People are putting you on top of those bubble rankings. I don't know, Lee. We might have to give him the C. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was another very impressive performance from the uh, Suns today. Pacers... Well, that, that that was a pretty ordinary performance. They gave up a 17-0 run and a 21-0 run. So if you're going to do that, it's going to be tough. But uh, yeah, Devin Booker again, because he was in foul trouble um, in that third quarter. He sat down and it was actually incredible. That bench for Phoenix was fantastic. Campaign was great. But again, Cameron, uh, excuse me, Booker, when he came out, just did those things again that, uh, that he's been doing. So very, very... Um, very, very impressive, but they have got, if actually, is it them? I'm, oh, no, I'm confused, but they have got a tough stretch, I think, still from here. Uh, Miami, just, Miami, yeah. OKC, Philadelphia, and Dallas. Very yeah, 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 but then they're all battling sort of some sort of injuries as well, so maybe it's actually not quite as intimidating as it was 
a couple of days ago. But uh, their confidence is sky high right now too. Yeah, because they have yeah. they're the ultimate like. They sort of have not, nothing yeah, to lose, Absolutely. Right? And, yeah. and you talk about that Devin Booker with the four games. I, I don't know if you mentioned it, not, but this is the first time he's won 30 games in a season. So, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> wow. that's pretty remarkable. I think that was one of those things we talked about coming into the season. Will they win 30 games? And I was like, oh, probably not. But they've done it in, in unlikely circumstances. So, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're looking at, the, at a team. Um, Cameron Johnson as well was good today. They've, they've got... You know, some things to be optimistic about, at least there with Phoenix. Uh, not necessarily, you know, they're not challenging anytime soon, but um, they've got some pieces that you think, okay, you've got your franchise guy, you've got a big guy who can run the floor and can test shots. Now, if you can get those other pieces around them, then uh, they're going in the right direction, which is, feels like it's been forever for Phoenix, uh, and it has. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, when was the last time they made the playoffs with Nash in 2010, I guess? <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Everybody right now for the Suns in the bubble is playing well. I mean, Booker, I mean, you had him on the all-bubble team last night. Yeah. 28 points per game, 7 assists per game, 40% three-point shooting. Aiton, 18 and 9, shooting nearly 60%. Rubio, 17 and 6, 6 assists, 50% from downtown. Saric has been really good, 15 and 8, shooting the lights out, 53%. Cam Johnson, you guys have talked about a lot, 13 and 9, 9 rebounds per game. Cam, yeah, campaign. Remember him? The dancing campaign, campaign man? Uh, 12 points per game. I... This is the team, I don't see how, like, you can't be at least, like, wanting to get in, right? I mean, the Blazers, best fight against the Lakers. I think we'd all agree with that. We just got done talking about it. Six, seven games. Maybe they beat them. Who knows? But the Suns are just fun to root for right now because, as we talked about, no one really thought they deserved to be there, and here they are, like, winning all these games. They just beat a team that was already undefeated in the, in the Pacers. Lee, let me throw this at you. When I watch DeAndre Eaton, I know I'm going to go overboard here. I got a couple pops in me tonight. But I do see offensively, he has so much to work on defensively. He points at a lot of people on that end. But he's gotten better on that end too. But offensively, I see a little David Robinson. Mm. I swear to God I do. I mean, he's built like a brick house, yes. the guy. And he's still super young. He's only going to get more muscular, I'm sure. But he, he's got, like, I saw a couple times tonight, confidence. That little just, like... 16-footer, swish yep. it, no problem. Him and Booker are developing a little bit better chemistry, I think, too. Oh, yeah. There's a yeah. n- couple nice dimes from him. Um, I told you guys I was going to watch this one from a pool today, and I did, and I was splashing the water. I was excited. <laughs> I was splashing the water, just like crazy. Like, oh, that was nice. I like yeah. that. Hey, I was, young so, Billy Madison. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm, uh, I, look, I think we're, I'm probably getting too excited. They're 4-0, I get it. But uh, will they come up short? They're a game and a half still behind the uh the blazers for the 90 they will they even get in there to the mega ball who yeah. knows but this is this is fun this is a fun little storyline development here i, I don't think, know man you gotta reel it in you gotta reel it in with the phoenix suns you gotta bird box them as soon as you start paying attention to the suns that's when things go poorly right they started the <laughs> yeah. season off hot we were big enough seven Booker, and four right yeah. and immediately it was like deandre Ayton got suspended and as soon as we were yeah, praising them things went south and mm-hmm. they never turned it around until now uh, it feels great to be celebrating in their success, but are we going to ruin it just by bringing it up? I'm a little nervous. <laughs> you just want to, like, just don't talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, hey, it's like the real sun. It's like, we all know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't have to bring up how amazing it is that it gives life to everything on Earth. It's just sustaining us. And yeah. so are the Phoenix Suns in a little bit of a way. I'll say one thing about DeAndre Ayton today, because uh, Miles Turner, it's funny, he, he's considered a good defender, but he didn't make the all defensive team uh, last season when he thought he should. I think he led the league in block. In pick-and-roll defense, he was awful today. Uh, DeAndre Ayton just and, and Booker, you know, when they ran that pick-and-roll, yeah. he basically had a free lane to the paint every time. 
And uh, and that was a sort of smart play that the Suns ran. But that's the other thing about Aiton. He has got that little mid-range jumper he's working you ha- on. He hit a couple nice yeah. baseline jumpers, like yeah. little fades too. It's like that. I was just like, maybe he holds it really high over his yeah. head when he shoots too. It's a little Robinson-like. It's like, you're not blocking that. No. I mean, if you're comfortable with that, go to that, my man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting obviously overly excited to ask about the Suns, but what do you think uh, of the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, you know, or the Blazers, I guess, to some extent, of like, you know, the Suns are right there. Like, we kept seeing the Suns at the bottom of, uh, you know, the standings, and now they're in 10th. Like, they're up there. They've jumped a lot of teams, even despite the Kings getting a win tonight. It's going to be a very, very, very fun race. I didn't know it was going to be this fun. I, I just didn't expect it to be all that entertaining. But all, all those teams are still in it from literally from 8 through 13 because the Pels are down there. But they've got an easy schedule. I, I don't know how it ends up. As we said, this is going to be a tough little run for the Suns. They're meeting a Miami team that's been playing really well, really well. Mm-hmm. They could be 4-0, uh, but they've lost to the Bucks and the Raptors. Uh, so, uh, you know, if Kyle Lowry doesn't yank on Jimmy's arm, uh, they're 3-1, and one, and no one's talking about the Raptors as much. So, um, I will say this. Fact check, they did win four in a row in 2018, Trey. But, but, maybe this was the note. Devin Booker didn't play in one of those Ooh. games. So, is he only won three in a row? What a yes, stupid it stat. Yes, it stands up. It oh, stands up on. to rigorous <laughs> inspections. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, yeah, this is, this is, this is uh, basketball fan nerdum at its peak right now. Watching guys that haven't had success go on this run, like campaign, who, yeah, was Russ's partner. Then he went to Chicago. Then he, he was a Raptor. He, he fell off big time. He's hitting Steph Curry shots. Yeah. They go on a 21-0 run, <laughs> uh, starting in the late third, going into the fourth. He's on the floor with Javon Carter, uh, who is, you know, Mr. Tough Guy, but, but a great, dog. great defender, exactly. Cam Johnson, he's a little sweetheart draft pick, number or first-round draft pick this year. Dario Saric, who's been around, uh, been a starter in this league, now, now scoring. And then Frank Kaminsky, who... I mean, the tank <laughs> yeah frank the tank is a bit, bit polarizing they go on this run and and basically win them the game i think yeah. uh, and oh, then the starters come back sure. yeah. and finish this job that was yeah it's a blast to watch them uh it is a cinderella story the mm-hmm. schedule i just don't know how it lines up and it could uh you know this is so exciting that it's got me looking at tiebreakers which i hate looking at <laughs> oh, but God. he's give you a headache man well, the Grizzlies beat them three one in the in the ser- their season series, so it wasn't all that complicated. That's as far as I go with tiebreakers, <laughs> really. And so, yeah, they could line up. They could literally tie uh, the Grizzlies, you know, for one of those spots in, in the the Mega Bowl, whether it's eight or nine, and just be out, um, which is lame. I think you should redo the tiebreakers for this instance because the Suns are playing so well over the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they should at least uh, I don't know redo the tiebreaker just get rid of it uh because the suns yeah this is the story no doubt yeah the uh, Aiton's line booker's line everybody is is balling and maybe mikhail bridges fits a little better than kelly Oubre because he doesn't have to shoot he's just mm-hmm. a scrapper he just compliments devin booker a little bit more uh, and and they found something for now here's how quickly things change down here in the bubble with this race i mean i asked you how worried are you about the grizzlies and the Pelicans of losing the Mega Bowl? The Pelicans are in last place of all yeah. of these teams. I mean, I really shouldn't have even thrown the Pelicans in the mix. I mean, it should have been the Blazers, of course. I mean, 
Just trying to keep track of this. Pelicans are in last. Kings beat them. And uh, I think the Kings have the tiebreaker on them. I mean, if that even matters, it doesn't because they're not going to be playing for anything. But mm. Pelicans in 13th spot now. Yeah. <laughs> Just like but, that. But they've got a super easy schedule. So. That doesn't matter. They're not that yeah. good. Yeah, no, they're not. But <laughs> we, we, we they're better. They got they're an better easy than, schedule. They're not very good. Well, they've got the Whizzies on their schedule, so there's okay, well, they, they're also that's not very good. they're worse. Than <laughs> that good. should be a win. You're right. I'll give you that one. <laughs> yeah. That should be a win for the Pelicans. Um, yeah. yeah, the Kings got the win. We're not going to talk about them in great detail, but uh, nice to see Bogey was FIBA Bogey. Whoa, uh, yeah. 35 points, 13 to 20 shooting, six threes, and Fox. Man, Fox could have made. I know if the if the Kings had been winning some games, Lee, he would have been um, knocking on the door of your all bubble teams. I believe. He's been solid down there. Mm. He really has. Oh, you don't want to give me that? Uh, no, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, the yeah. 30 yeah. and 10 again yeah. from him. He's been yeah. doing that That's left and right. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Bogey, though, um, I've heard Shooms talk about Bogey. He thinks he's got the prettiest <laughs> shot in the uh, in the NBA, and it was looking very, very nice this afternoon because uh, he had a stinker in the last game, one for 15, I think it was. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he had not been playing very well. No, but, down there. Uh, him and Buddy Hill, actually. He's got a nice little handle, too, when he wants to get that shot off. It's uh, he's Yeah, he's good. You can see why they want to they want to hang on to Bogey, because uh, he's going to get paid. Someone's going to pay him big bucks, so the Kings are going to do it and then mess it up somehow. Let me slip this in. <laughs> I know Tom Ziller wrote about it. Trey, what do you think about this idea? Like, this race, we're talking about it we're every night here on Bubble Wrap. Like, how fun it is and teams, you know, jumping up and down. Here come the Suns. Oh, my God, the Blazers. Oh, Pelicans. Blah, 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 blah. Do you think there should be something here where the NBA tries to add this element to a regular NBA season? Should we do the thing where there is, like, the play-in tournament from the 7th seed, let's say, to the 10th seed? Or is this just, like, a one-time thing? What's your take on that? I don't know. I don't actually think it's the tournament that's doing it. We're watching a playoff race, and we love it. Playoff races are always exciting. The key to what has happened that has made every game feel like it means so much is that all the bad teams are gone. So that, mm. to me, is the key. We got to get a second bubble for them during a regular season. The bottom 10 teams, once it gets to, like, March, we say, see ya. You guys yes. are playing for another something or another. You guys are playing for a much smaller trophy, while us good teams are going to go figure out what's happening in the big boy tournament. And then we can take home an actual trophy, the actual championship. It's like the NCAA tournament and the NIT. When all the teams are good, all the games are fun. Mr. Skeets has froze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many, uh, too many splashing of those uh, beers this afternoon. I think he's falling asleep out there. Yeah, there he is. I- eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, snoozing. <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you like this tournament? Hmm. I, I like. Is it the uh, tournament doing it, or is it just? Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, we're also starved for basketball and yeah, loving it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm certainly up for experimenting with things, uh, doing it for a couple of years and just seeing how it goes. Because uh, you know, we get a chance this year for it because this, under the circumstances we're in, uh, we wouldn't have had it otherwise. And uh, I think it's time for the NBA to try a few things out. People are hankering for some sort of experiment. Do it for three or four years. If it's no good, then just get rid of it. I don't think that you don't think you lose anything by trying this, but I don't think you, you just do it once and that's it. I think you need a little bit more um, of, a, of a sample size to just see if it's something that can work because I think it would be important to keep those teams 11 and 12 in the race at least later in the season where they think they can still make the playoffs. And um, I think I think that's important for the NBA. So I, I hope they do go ahead with it for the next couple of years just to just to try it out. Yeah, it's tough. We're in the midst of it. It feels exciting now, but it's odd to feel like 
uh, we need more basketball teams in the postseason, number one, or to extend it. Uh, when we all know that when it comes down to it, the top eight teams are more than enough in the playoffs. The 9, 10, 11 teams aren't going to be knocking anybody off. And so it's just some extra revenue for teams is what it feels like. And, and yeah, it's, yeah. A little, it's a little excitement. Uh, in baseball it happens, but also in baseball they've got such a smaller playoff field before they extend it. This is now we're getting to literally getting to two thirds of the teams that are going to be in the playoff mix. And so, yeah, it's fun because it's a race, um, but it's kind of like the losers race in a way, because you're just going to get destroyed by the good teams. So (laughs) that is very weird to think that like it could all be over so fast, right? Like you get to the, the mega bowl of it, the eight seed wins of one in one game. And then they go into the first round of the playoffs and, happen to get swept by the Lakers and suddenly it feels like you know whoever that team is that actually got into the eighth seed it feels a little bit like their season may have ended quickly like their season ended in disappointment for it to go from a high of getting into the playoffs and then just getting smashed maybe that'll be feeling weird but I mean we got to get there first so I don't know I'm getting a little bit of a summer league vibe of the bubble just in general the first weekend was so hyped and now we're already getting to the second weekend and players are starting to rest and the games yeah. are starting to be a little oh, bit more time. scouting yeah. out of the quality of what you actually want to be seeing that that I, I, the last two days for sure you know when you just know that a couple of those teams are taking their foot off the gas a bit and players are sitting out for rest and you're like oh man yeah and maybe it would have been better that's the thing like just do maybe a four game um schedule or something like that just so that uh we didn't lose that momentum that we had in those first few days, but uh, it'll it'll probably pick up again in the next, you know, maybe after the weekend when there's a bit more of a scrambling for for spots and then you know you can really sort of see how the seeding will play out. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's been so much basketball and it's on all day as well that uh, everyone's <laughs> feeling a little fatigued after uh, eight days in. Yeah, and we got to remember this is kind of like how it plays out in early april anyways this is like there's a scramble sure but then it's gonna die out it's not gonna be all that fun watching guys rest and then there'll be a couple days where all the teams play at the same time kind of thing on the last wednesday and then we're into the playoffs uh but let's move on to the next topic i'll I'll set you up here lee Mm. uh how worried are you if you're the mavericks you're in the seven hole right now if you're if you're looking at the clippers in that second spot how worried are you if you're the Dallas Mavericks? Oh, I've been drinking coconies with my boys, man. I'm, uh, I'm hungover. I, I, I am really worried if I'm the Mavericks because they just can't defend. And uh, tonight they actually offensively, they, they put up a bit of a fight there in the third and fourth quarter against the Clippers. But, you know, when the Clippers' Patrick Beverly wasn't playing as well, they've got another defender to come back. And, you know, Rick Carlisle likes to play the style of like, let's just see if we can outscore the opponent. But... They just can't seem to get a real uh, foothold in defensively, and you know they're going to make some changes. Of course, they don't, they're not they're not ready to win the title now with Kristaps and Luka Doncic, but the defensive improvement still has to start with those two guys because they're their star players. They're the ones who are going to be on the court most of the time. They're the ones who are going to be the focus of the other team if these guys are um, easy to blow by. And I so yeah, I I, I don't like that matchup at all for Dallas because. Um, I just I look at them and I look at the Clippers with Paul George and I look them with Kawhi Leonard, you know, and uh, and and I just think you know Chris Stapps as well. He's not a five. They had Boban starting today because mm-hmm. they uh, they know they're in trouble and Zubats look great. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I think the Mavericks would honestly struggle to even win a game off the Clippers right now after what we saw tonight because uh, the Clippers can lock you down and the Mavericks can't. And um, and offensively, the Clippers have got enough weapons that they can just go out there and score and spread the floor out. And Dallas can't really stop them. So, yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be very, very worried if I'm the Mavericks. They, they need them nuggets at worst-case scenario, I think, in that first round. I'm back. Trey, what do you think? Clip yeah. Mavs. Any hope? It, it doesn't seem all that promising. No, definitely not. And I honestly felt bad for the Mavericks watching, especially that first half. You know, Stan Van Gundy is raving about the job Maxi Kleba is doing on Kawhi Leonard, and he's doing a pretty good job. He's defending him as well as he can. He's got like nine points through with like, I don't know, maybe two minutes left in the second quarter. You're like, okay, he's doing a pretty good job for a guy who probably shouldn't be sticking maxi in the first place and then Kawhi scores eight on like three straight possessions and you're like oh yeah that's uh that's just how it's gonna happen you know Kawhi can pile up points so quickly uh and it and suddenly he's having an incredible game and it feels like he hasn't even put an imprint on anything but uh the the Mavericks don't really have a guy like that they're still early in their development they still got the first two pieces they've got a couple of support pieces but they don't have everything they need so it's not going to be a fair fight. The Clippers are going to be even better in the playoffs when they really want to get stops. And the Mavericks, they're going to want to get stops. They probably just can't pull it off. Yeah, and the, the, I find it worrying that they slow down. Even Luka uh, and the entire team just really slows down in the fourth quarter in clutch situations. I find that a little puzzling, but I guess it really is just coming down to everything going through Luka. It is a bit of a James Harden scenario. And I think he just needs to find... Um, a little bit more of a yeah, ball handler. And not just a score, not just a Chris Stapps, but somebody else to take the ball out of his hands a little bit. I think this team is going to start well, like, like they did here in the bubble, and, and fade. Uh, and just that's just who they are it, because they don't have enough firepower. And, and I do agree, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, is, as a center, they know, they know deep down inside them that as a center for 48 minutes or, you know, for all of his minutes, it's just, it's going to gas him out. It's not going to work out. And uh, speaking of fades, they are going to, Chris Stapps and Luca are going to the same barber, mm-hmm. I read, according to Joe Varden. So I don't know if they developed that bond in those barber's chairs or something, and maybe they turn it around. Well, how many uh, barbers are down there? Six. Three. Oh, uh, six, is it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was only three, but they were yeah. Can't be many. Out. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'm back, by the way. Sorry. I <laughs> totally lost. Uh, I don't know if you saw there uh, on the Zoom. The, the lights flickered like crazy, and then it went goodbye. Um, mm. So what what was the... Le- can I get the... Uh, for someone catching up, just how worried were you about this uh, you know potential first-round matchup for the Mavericks? What was the consensus? Been popping some coconies with the boys on a, on a bachelor party. Yeah. A lot of shaky legs. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. Well, hey, stop at third base. Don't try and go home. Am I right, Tap? Oh, yeah, you know it. Base to base. Uh, I agree with you on that because I was watching this game. It was... I think the, I think the Clippers were up like 10 or 11... Three minutes to go in the third quarter. Reggie Jackson dribbled by Tim Hardaway Jr. on the perimeter. And there was no one there. And it Mm. was like a layup. And I was like, okay, I'm turning this game off. I know it got closer. I know Porzingis ended up hitting a couple threes. And suddenly it was game. But I was like, you're not going to beat them like that. Like, like, I don't know if you don't give a shit for this game or what it is. But you're not going to beat this team if you play like that. And I think what I... I, Could I pick up from uh, jumping back on here is like, you guys are right. Like... 
the defense is just not going to be able to stop teams, and uh, right. especially the Clippers, enough. Like, if Reggie Jackson is driving by you on the perimeter for a layup uncontested, mm. you're not going to beat him, you know, four times out of seven. I'm sorry. Like, you're a feel-good story. You got two stars. But, yeah, I'm with you guys. That's a kokanee. That's yeah. a kokanee. It's going to be. A, it's going to end in five. Five kokanees. That'll be a five-game series. I think they take one. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't even know if they can get you don't one. Don't think off so. At, at, uh, when the, when, the when, Clippers if, are weird that way. I feel yeah, like yeah. But if they get Montrez back and they get Pat Bev back yeah. and, and they're at full strength, they've just got too many sort of bodies that uh, like the Mavericks. If the Mavericks have one of those nights where everyone gets hot from three, sure. But uh, that's about the only way I can see them really yeah. sustaining it against the Clippers. Uh, let me uh, confirm six hairstylists in the bubble, mm. and the 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 fact of the day. They were contracted by William Rondo, Rajan Rondo's brother. He facilitated huh. all the barbers in the bubble. Thanks, Joe Varden, for that fact. He interviewed the candidates, made sure that they were up for it. And, uh, yeah, one is cutting, uh, I, I don't know his name, is cutting Porzingis's and Luca's hair. So be on the lookout for their Here's hairdo. A Here's a question. Who's cutting Rachel Nichols' hair? Doris Burke's hair? <laughs> Stephanie Reddy's hair. Is anybody? I'm guessing. I'm guessing they can just book an appointment in there too, can't they? With who? The barbers? Yeah. Why not? Who else? You think is they do have it? the capabilities? Oh, of course they do. They're oh, multi-talented. Oh, Come on, man. No, 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 no. You have lice. You go to lice places, man. <laughs> I'm on. just saying. I'm just saying. I think the ladies would would you know ladies like to have their hair trimmed often. They'll be like, oh, I can slip in there. I think guys can do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. I want to find out now. No, I'm curious. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely curious. All right, final one here. Big news today, actually. Uh, ben Simmons. He's out indefinitely with a partial dislocation of his left patella, a.k.a. his kneecap. Now, an MRI showed no ligament damage to the knee, but still, he's out here. So, Tass, how worried are you? On the, on the scale of one to five there, the levels there, if you're the Sixers, after this Ben Simmons news, which we thought last night wasn't that big a deal, but turns out it might be a little bit bigger than we first thought. How worried are you, Toss? Oh, I am worried. What, what's, I'm trying to think of a level higher. I, I need to go higher than Kokanee breaking a leg and being <laughs> down for six months. We don't know how long he's going to be out, but I think if you just got to assume that if they're contemplating... The therapy is that it's that's bad and that it doesn't seem like he's going to come back anytime soon. And if he comes back, he will not be himself. And there seems like they're thinking long term. I, I will find out tomorrow, but uh, it's it seems like a, at least, you know, weeks. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's a guess on my part, but it sounds like um, that's something that's going to take them into the playoffs. And I'm not picking them in a series if Ben Simmons is out. Uh, really? I, wow. He's their, he's their lead ball handler when, when things aren't going all that well right now. He's, uh, you know, just because he's playing the power four position, he is the guy that makes plays happen on that team. And it's been totally, totally discombobulated with him off the ball. Uh, and, you know, they're scoring uh, because they've got a lot of talent, but uh, not against good teams. And I think, uh, you know, once you just start doubling Joel Embiid, which I think is what would happen if, uh, it happens a lot, but it would happen a heck of a lot more if you're in a series without Ben Simmons. You're counting on Toby, Josh Richardson, Shake Milton, and a weekend bench uh, to to come through. And 
I, I just don't see it happening. They uh, MB would have to be a monster, and and somebody would have to come through on those guard in those guards. And I just I'd find I find it hard to trust them. You know, night in and night out. Kevin Pelton, he did the research. Tass, he said that most of these injuries, this uh, you know, this this injury to the patella that he had, relatively minor. Uh, and that most players return within two weeks. So they miss an average of like seven and a half days of action, seven to eight days. That kind of timetable, if that's the case, would put Simmons back on the Sixers around the start of the playoffs on August 17th. That'd be like, you know, 11 days from now. So that's maybe good news. Maybe it's not too serious, but you're right. Like, Lee, what do you do if you're the Sixers? Let's just even say he's out for the first round. Who knows? Okay, let's just say that. What do you do? Does Horford come back into the starting lineup? Do you bump Tobias up to the four? Do you go Korkmaz and maybe actually, like Tass saying, like, mm. you know, maybe he goes in there and it's like more shooting than Ben Simmons. And maybe that helps an Embiid if you're going to try and double him. What would you do if you're mm. Brett Brown? You're Australian. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't remember you at all, but what would no, you do? No, no, no. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I guess as, as your point guard, you're going to keep Milton and uh, Richardson in the backcourt there. So, yeah, you're going to need that front court help. I guess you'd go with Al Horford. I think he's probably the uh, the best choice there. I mean, he he's clearly struggled, but um, what what else are you going to do? Who who else are you going to put in there? Um, Ferk I mean, is not a bad idea. The Cork Man. Yeah, Ferk. I think it's the Cork Man. I mean, your options are so that means him, you're going to have uh, Neto for more ball handling. Um, what Burks, I guess, right? Yeah, but that means so that means you'd only Glenn. have Tobias and uh, Joel and Bead <laughs> together. I think that's uh, that's a bit of a small lineup for them. Mm-hmm. I go cork mass. Uh, I just go. Let's put a shooter out there. <laughs> let's yeah, let, let's yeah. see if uh, if he can help us. And again, maybe Simmons is back for the playoffs. It's maybe it's not that severe. Um, you know, the MRI again, good. But man, goddamn! Like, I think Michael Lee tweeted Embiid and Simmons. In theory, if this is you know somewhat serious, which it appears to be, they'll never have been injury free. The both of them going into a playoffs. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Like never both at the same time. Like yeah, hundred percent. Let's roll. It's always something, Trey, with one of with one. Yeah, of these guys. it is exactly right. And you know that's probably part of the reason why they're never able to get a hundred percent on the same page and keep it that way for a long time. Because you know they'll win thirteen straight when Embiid is out, and then he'll come back and they'll have to figure it all out again. And it's just starting over time and time again. They were starting over coming into the bubble deciding to play Ben Simmons a little bit more like a big guy, and now they don't have as much time to figure that out before they go into a playoffs where everybody's going to be putting pressure on Brett Brown to make changes and to make the right calls, and if not, his job is going to be on the line, even if it, despite the fact that Ben Simmons is going to be coming into the postseason with an injury, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to, that's going to factor into it too, so mm. it's definitely tough, but I also don't feel like it changes a whole lot for me with regards to the Sixers, because they're impossible to figure out in the first place. Maybe putting Korkmaz in there, getting a whole bunch of shooting around Embiid will be fine, because the guy has been balling so far. He can be an entire offense and an entire defense to himself. Is he able to do it for an entire playoffs that's compressed? We shall see. I'm 100% on board with that that reasoning, Trey. Whatever you think about the Sixers, like Tass is saying, like, this is a worry. This is even higher than level five. Do the opposite. The opposite will happen, I mean. Like, you might think that way, but watch this. I, it, they're the dumbest team. They're stupid, <laughs> this team. Suddenly, Corkmaz, whoever goes in there, whatever, you bump Tobias up, whatever. Even if Horford comes back in the starting lineup. For whatever reason, watch. They'll just dominate now here the next couple of games. I, I, they're, I'm seriously, like, they're the weirdest team that suddenly 
the story will flip it like, oh, classic uh, Patrick Ewing moment here. And now Ben Simmons is gone. Now they're going to ball out. Oh, might as well trade him. Like, it'll, this will happen with them. This is what the Sixers do. Mm. Yeah, it's possible. It's pos- And then it'll be like, well, it's clearly it's Embiid's team. They've got to move on from Simmons. <laughs> that'll, that, that'll be the way it goes. But, would uh, you be shocked? You wouldn't uh, be shocked. You'd no, know. Who, who would you pick them over, though? Because the East is just because yeah. of where they yeah. are right now. No, you're now, right. You're right, Tass. It's a it's, tough first-round matchup regardless if Simmons is there. Yeah. If they get if they get the Pacers, it's not going to happen. Like it, it, the, That would be the only scenario that you could see them on a level with the team. Otherwise, they're playing the Heat or the Celtics. Not good, Bob. Yeah. You so okay, okay. Tass, who would you rather play if you're a Sixers fan of those two teams? Who do you think? Um, and let's say Simmons is at fifty uh, percent, sixty percent. Like, who would you rather play? Who do you feel more confident beating, the Celtics or the Heat? Uh, I guess I think the Heat are too tough. I think the Celtics are. Yeah. You know I they know the they know the Celtics. They know them in and out, uh, but. Yeah, that'd probably be the matchup, but it's no way am I picking Philly. They have looked; they're just they give up too many points. Uninspiring. And and, uh, and Boston would love to play Philly because they struggle on offense at times, and I think they would find it very fast if Furkan is on the floor. No offense, Furkan. I love you. I love you. I love you a lot. I love you so much. I love you, Furkan. Hey, Furkan. We I love, love you. you. Yeah, we love Stick you. a cork mass in it. I love you, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Woe Boy still. We got Tweet of the Night still. We got Pick'em still. But, oh, baby, we got a drink from a baseball bat, Tassie. <laughs> My name is Tass Mellis. I'm 38 years old. And like most adults who have moved a few times, I've had to make this decision over and over. Do I keep this? Should I throw this out? Well, one thing I regret tossing are my baseball bats. Because I like swinging around a stick, taking a few rips. I like it so much. I even miss my mini bats I used to have. Those were trophies or participation awards I collected over the years playing baseball. That's why I was happy to discover dugout mugs. They sell barrels of wood baseball bats which have been turned into 12-ounce mugs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Barrels of bats bats have been hollowed out and turned into mugs. See, I'm not just buying a mini bat. It's also a beer mug. That's called adulting. Perfect for a 38-year-old man. And they're licensed by the MLB. Can't wait to get my Blue Jays mug with all the Jays names engraved over the Toronto skyline. Now, those are barrels. Those mugs are barrels. But Dugout Mugs also has these wine mugs that have a handle and barrel exactly like a mini bat. And they are just screaming to be caressed and wiggled like your Tony Fernandez. <laughs> they, look, they look primed to be taped and pine tarred, too. But that's just me. I don't know. Uh, they also have shot knobs. So what? Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a knob of the bat hollowed out, like right at the base of the bat, the, the knob and, and part of the handle. They, they literally purchased these bats. Hey, they, boys, we're doing shot knobs tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you want some peach knobs in your shot knobs? Let's oh. do it. <laughs> oh, you don't, you, don't, you don't want one? You're a knob, you knob, obviously. Yeah, you knob lock. <laughs> you chuck you knob lock. knob. Can't even throw the first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have any knobs by the pool there, Skeets, today, or no? Oh, no. I'm a knob. Name on my back, man. Skeets. 
<laughs> he loved it, Trey. Nobody else even got it. I had to spell it out for you guys. Oh, yeah, I'll spell it on a B O O. Paul Lucas, Uni Watch, Knob, Name on the Back. We're talking dugout mugs. Dugout mugs. <laughs> Barrels turned into mugs. Barrel laughs. Wine cups turned into mini bats. Snip and shot knobs. What more do you want? Go to <laughs> dugoutmugs.com slash the athletic and use promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase. That's dugoutmugs.com slash the athletic and code MLB30. Baseball is back. <laughs> Get your very own dugout mug today. Did uh Judgy hit a homer today? <laughs> no, no, actually. I, I want to ask Tassie about this because um, he, he must have been on the bench and he was uh, PH. Is that pinch hitting? Yeah. Is that what that means? Yep. Yep. So he just came out for one one crack, one AB, <laughs> one AB, and he K'd. He K'd and he lobbed. He, he had a lobby out there. So, uh, <laughs> From the knob to the lob. <laughs> the knob to the lob. Dug out so, uh, Yeah, disappointed that they're, they're uh, you know, they're load managing him, I guess. But, uh, yeah. A lot oh, of well. games back to back to back to back to back yeah. to back to back to yeah. there, yeah. Lily. Mm, that's, that's, that's my thing I'm looking for each night, though, just to see him socking a dinger and uh, didn't, <laughs> he didn't, didn't do it tonight. So, uh, How many lobs did he have? Just one. Just one lobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Not yeah. as bad. Not that bad. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, but he caved, so I'm guessing he was swinging. He was swinging for the fences. Oh, and, you don't uh, think he uh, went down looking, do you? I don't no think way. so. I don't no think we're way. judgy. I think he all was giving rise, it his best. All all right. Don't the, uh, don't the biggest hitters tend to have the most Ks as well? Oh, yeah. Rob Deere? You want to talk Rob Deere for a second? Oh, let's Rob talk Deere was the one Deere. that got in Chris Ball's garage and hit all the bowling balls. I think the, uh, <laughs> the Pooh Man, uh, Poo Man used to have a lot of Ks, didn't he? Excuse me? The Pooh Man. Pooh holes? Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Pooh holes? Yeah, Pooh holes. Oh, he had a sweet you swing on him. Hold on, hold on. They got to give us a baseball podcast because yeah. it'll be the greatest podcast of all time. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Judgy, Judgy Tom, led the Tom league in strikeouts a few years ago. 208. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, he was right. He's swinging yeah. for the fences every time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're going to try and sock some dingers. You're going to take some Ks. Am I right? Lee? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. That's what you want, though. That's what you want. Just go for it. Go for it. Every single blast you may as well. I mean they like would he ever swing to not go for a home run no man that's that's old thinking that's old baseball we're not playing small ball anymore Lou Pinella. <laughs> hey Tony LaRusso sometimes they pull out a little small ball I can't I, it's like Alex Rodriguez in his prime I was like why would he ever not just try to hit a home run like, he, like yeah, he's got the bro, power he's, he's got the eye. let's yeah. go man yeah. let's go yard. like every single time he's just trying to yeah he's trying to send one to the cheap seats well I mean, you know what your problem is on this podcast sometimes I what? think you're trying to hit singles and doubles sometimes, oh, sometimes. Get out here. I'm just swinging yeah. for the fences but yeah, you're just I, trying I, to lay butts sometimes out here. <laughs> yeah I'm trying to hit for the cycle every now and again. <laughs> I'm not your glory boy. <laughs> there, there's actually there's actually one guy who hits with a mini bat. What are you talking about? What do yeah. you mean? He hits with a, a dugout wine <laughs> yeah. mug? Yeah, so it's five inches long. That's all he hits with. He's, he's a spray hitter. Who? He just bunts it and hopes for singles because he has more control really? that way. Oh my yeah, God. Javier Baez. <laughs> no, I'm lying. Of course not. Yeah. That would be insane. amazing. 
would be amazing. If it was that obvious, that I think that would be easy to pitch to him then, wouldn't it? Because you just bring the field in. <laughs> yeah. Either hard out Dustin yeah. Parks. I don't know, Lee. Podcast. Lee just hey. drops two incredible pieces of advice. First, if a guy's using a five-inch pad, bring in the infield. <laughs> <laughs> number two, A-Rod, a- why don't you try and hit a home run every time? <laughs> And Cassie, Cassie, on your uh, beautiful ad read there, I noticed uh, you said if you were a 38-year-old man like yourself, you'd be buying one of these dugout mugs. Well, Tassie, not much longer, my man. You only got a couple days to buy that dugout (laughs) mug. To get it it for free. To get it for free. I'm not buying that thing. (laughs) Please send me that dugout mugs. Yeah, I'm turning 39 pretty soon. You're you're turning 39 in what? Like a week and a bit, right? What are you, you 15? You can call me Dave Parker. Next Saturday, I'll be 39. Wow. wow. You, you've only got uh, eight more years in the uh, majors left in uh, Tassie. <laughs> you think Tass, right now, if he dedicated himself, he could make the majors? I yeah. think he'd sniff yeah. the majors. Yeah, yeah. I, he could DH. No way. No doubt about it. For no sure. Doubt about it. That, that's, well, I mean, you have, can have a pinch runner in baseball, can't you? Like, imagine that you're sitting in the dugout doing nothing, and the guy says, all right, go out and see if you can run. Can you so only- here you go, Lee. Why don't they? Um, you know, this is like. Uh, why don't you put the uh, Yokozuna in net in hockey? But like, why don't you put Usain Bolt? Uh, you know, on the base pass. Why not? Why not? Can you be a pinch runner from anywhere other than first base? Though, like, could you yeah. pinch from third to home? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can. Oh, yeah. I thought it was only from first. No, Tass, I'm not wrong, right? You can put a guy on second. Like, he hits a double, you can take him out. Oh, yeah. Put a speedster out there. Yeah. It'd be fun if you could, if you had a pinch runner line up beside a hitter. So you had a big, slow fatty hit the ball, and then yeah. the guy just takes off and runs for him. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be sort of cool. Ghosty almost. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a hell of an ad read. Um, <laughs> let's go to Lovely. 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 Fantasy line of the night. Damian Lillard. I'm not even given honorable mentions tonight. I don't care. 45 points for Lillard. 13 of 21 shooting. 8 of 10 from the line. 11 three-pointers made. I think that tied a franchise record for the Blazers. His own. Four rebounds. Oh, yeah. 12 assists. Three steals. Blazers. They're coming for the Lakers. And we're going to have a nice first-round series. All right, Lily. Tweet of the night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. What you got, my man? Oh, yeah, yeah. Rough one today. Rough one. Uh, <laughs> I was scouring. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you saw, this man had one at bat and he left one man on base, yeah, is what we're yeah, saying here. T.O.B. Yeah, and, and that's it. Uh, you, you saw the Slack message come out about five minutes before we were on air. I just said, yep. uh, yeah, struggling a little bit today. Uh, and so, uh, Skeetsy, you delivered here with uh, this one here from Blogsy Wells because I've thought about this myself. Gary Trent Jr. definitely looks like Patty Mills out there. Uh, if they were to play each other, it would be an incredible matchup. And and this one came in from uh, from Blogsy Wells. said, Gary Trent Jr., like if Patty Mills was in an 80s metal band just f***ing shredding guitar solos, wearing leather pants, and doing a lot of illicit drugs. And uh, pretty accurate, I thought. Pretty accurate. <laughs> That's a good tweet. That's a strong yeah. tweet right there. Yeah. Do you follow that guy, Blogsy Wells? No, I do not. Where did you see that? Someone yeah, just that's a classic RT that comes through, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> oh, wait, I did. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, how'd you see that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But uh, yeah. honestly, I thought about it because, like, what a great Twitter handle name. Blocksy yeah. Wells? I oh, mean, yeah. that alone. I don't even know if this guy's a, you know, 
tweeting gems every night, but that's a great Twitter handle. So wow, I follow yeah. him. I follow him. His location is Pizza Caboose in Tigard, Oregon. Okay, that's a boring fan. Yeah, he's he must be a fan. Now, yeah, you know, we're we're you connected, obviously. Him. Yeah, we're connected, obviously. If he says the word caboose, we say this is the word caboose <laughs> every show. Yeah, that's uh, true. yeah, I follow him. Yeah, great name, Bloxy Wells. What a name! What a name. What is this Twitter handle of the night? Let's move on already. <laughs> well, I, I thought you were saying. I, I got I nothing. You were to say, saying no. something else. All right. no, yeah, uh, no, it sounded like I wasn't done. Pick them results. Pick them results. <laughs> I feel like we have hit the point with these shows where we just want to keep talking to each other, <laughs> and we don't really want to wrap up the show. I mean, look, it's one o'clock in the morning, but I don't know. What are we gonna do? Everybody's like, "What are we gonna do? We're gonna go to bed." It's like sad in a way. Let's just keep talking to each other about baseball. Uh, no, pick them results. Pacers, Suns. I watched it from a pool. Trey and I, we had the Suns to cover. Pacers had to win by four. They did not. They lost. That's a money line win. We've had a lot of money line wins I've, uh, I've noticed here in the pick em. Trey and I get the dub. We're five and three. Uh, Lee and Tass fall to four and four. So a nice little battle here. We said we're going to take this up to the end of the bubble games, which were basically a little bit more than halfway through. So Tass, what's our Friday pick'em game, my man? Here we go, guys. Day nine of the seeding games. It's a, another six-game sked. Utah Spurs, OKC Memphis, SAC Brooklyn, Orlando Philadelphia, Washington Pelicans, but the biggie. Boston and Toronto at the end of the night, nine o'clock Eastern on TNT. Toronto favored by three and a half. And Give me the Raptors. Just, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, this is a clean sweep. I can change it right now. No, no, we're not changing it. Stretching it out here. Raptors are winning. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go with the Raptors as well. Sorry. So Sorry. am. I. Ooh, so sorry. Everybody taking the wraps to win by four or more points. Raps look good right now. Uh, like I said, one of only two teams that are still undefeated down there, the Raps and the Suns. So everybody taking the wraps to win by four or more. All right, good luck to everybody. Never know the Celtics. Celtics and Raps have played some close games for the last couple of years, I feel like. Let's call it there. Email us your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. We dropped a fun beach stepping podcast earlier today. If you haven't downloaded and listened to that bad boy, go and do it. A lot of laughs. Guys, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that like button. And I heard this on another podcast today. I didn't know this was a thing. I actually think I heard it on Rob Has a Podcast. Smash that little notification bell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you know we're going live. Okay, we're learning the ins and outs of YouTube here. But you hit that little bell, as soon as we go live, you're going to get a little alert. And then you can come join us live, hopefully like you are right now. Um, And if you do listen to the podcast a little bit later, especially on iTunes, keep dropping those five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, We talked about doing a little... um, Five Star Friday, is that right, Trey? I don't know if we're going to do that on Instagram uh, Live. We're going to do it on the podcast. We can figure it out, but we should yeah, we'll figure it out. I guess it is technically Friday tomorrow. Mm. Neat. Yeah, very, yes. very nice to know. Yes, it is indeed. All right. Speaking Anything of Instagram else to Live, add well, to yeah. Speaking of Instagram Live, I'll, I will be popping packs uh, again next week. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you get um? Who I thought you? No. Uh, well, yeah. Still, you didn't, still you didn't in, get. You didn't get her. Still, no. in, still in talks, still in talks. So, mm. uh, yeah, still working. I've got, man, my next weeks always look great. They always <laughs> look great the next week. It's just uh, when it becomes that next week, then it's like it always gets pushed back. So, uh, I've got mm. like, I've got like four who are like 
They're in. They're teetering. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I've got one confirmed for next Thursday. So, you want to give us a little Keep hint back. right now? Come on. Uh, yeah. So how can I how can I tease this one? Uh, former Dallas Maverick, former Sam New York Nick. No, 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 no. Derek Harper. Derek nice. Harper. Nice. Yeah, the harp. So yeah. Okay, harp. <laughs> Hopefully next week. No, well, he, yeah, that, that one I'm pretty confident about. I, once I say their name, I'm pretty confident it's going ahead. The others. <laughs> can I can I share the name that you are uh, at least in contact with? Uh, I prefer not to at this stage. Oh, I prefer not to. On. You can okay. share it off the air, just not on the air, because I just yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's jump on this bus and get out of here tonight. Okay. Clipper Bros. <laughs> you heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and uh, remember, I don't want the Blazers fans coming after me. I said it was Tigard, Oregon. Fans in YouTube channel here are saying it's Tigard, Oregon, and it's 10 o'clock there. Whoa, I wish I was in Tigard, Tigard, <laughs> Oregon. Embrace the night, people. Embrace the day. You could stay.